Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my co-host Alex. We are here to discuss a lot of news regarding, we already know the GM hired Joe Shane. Well, he came in today uh, when we're recording this on Wednesday to have his first introductory press conference. Um, very exciting stuff. You know, we had the man, the owner, John Mara, talk about himself and uh, his team and how good he's doing as a as the owner um, and his thoughts on this current uh, Giants team, as well as Shane doing the same. And we're going to get into all of it. And... Uh, a lot of ands here in the intro. Um, we have uh, some head coaching candidates to go through a few different head coaching candidates than we did last episode. But first, let me bring in my co-host, Alex. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, it's it's exciting. Today was the Shane day. The Shane train started rolling. And uh, I, w- I was all ears. And it was, uh, I mean, not super exciting. But there was definitely some important tidbits uh, for sure to get out of it, to take out of it. Yeah, I don't know where we want to go. We can kind of bounce around as we go through. Uh, the first thing that I kind of heard from Shane um, was that he was mentioning Daniel Jones. That was the first prominent, relevant thing that popped into my head. When talking about Jones, I think he treaded, he he was treading lightly, whereas he didn't want to say we're moving on from him, but did want to kind of keep in everyone's head that, that he is still on the New York Giants. He was also in attendance for the press conference. So for for Shane to say, hey, listen, um, unfortunately, Jones is going to be moving on after uh, this coming season. Like, you're not going to do that in your in your first press conference with the owners, by the way, standing right over your shoulder, watching your every move, as well as the general public. There was no delay here. Like there was the Mara press conference. There wasn't, you know, uh, we're able, you know, don't have us go live because we're going to take all the bad stuff out. No, this was live on the giants.com, the YouTube channel. So it was everywhere that this wasn't, you know, this wasn't anything that was delayed. I think Shane did a good job. I think he answered questions. Well, he mentioned that the giants have like 11 draft picks. There was one, there was one thing there. He talked about the salary cap, how he did address that. That is an issue. He was asked about Brian Dable specifically because, you know, known to be the front runner as the Giants' new head coach. He's the first person to have two interviews, uh, you know, already one, I think, on Zoom and then one in person. So, you know, that was a question asked to him. He didn't want to address him individually because there's other candidates um, that, that are out there, right, that we will get into later. So there, there was that to note. I mean, Alex, I don't know if there's anything that comes to your mind, like just off the bat of what he was talking about. Those are like a few things when thinking about it that like just kind of shoot out of my brain. Yeah. uh, You know, we'll get to some of the quotes. We have a lot of them. One thing I would say is he, you know, maybe he's not a Joe Judge type of speaker, but, uh, you know, he seemed down to earth. He seemed authentic. And and you really got that. And uh, throughout the whole press conference, really. So, I mean, I'm going to go right to the first clip we have actually about Joe Shane. Uh, and what he thought, or, or kind of his opinion on becoming GM uh, of the New York Giants. You ready for this next chapter in your journey? Yeah, that's a good question. And to me, it was the right fit, you know, against the New York Giants. Like this is this is the New York Giants. You know, I'm standing up here as the general manager, so that was that was always really cool to me. The fact that I even interviewed, you know, it's a historic franchise. So 
to know you're ever ready, I, you know, I don't know if you're ever ready for this job. There's no, there's no manual that you can go to. You know, a couple of years ago, COVID came, and you're the general manager, and you know, we get emails on Friday night. Now you got to cut your staff down to 70 in the building. Again, there's no manual. You got to be able to problem solve. It's not just sitting in an office scouting. So, the best thing that happened for me was working for Brandon Bean because he didn't come up the traditional scouting path. Now he can scout and he can evaluate. But he was also a director of football operations, so he dealt with salary cap. He dealt with the training room. He dealt with sports performance. He dealt with the entire football organization. And he put me in his hip pocket and taught me that side of the business that I didn't necessarily know. So, again, I could be, you know, I could be picky. Um, there's only 32 of these things. So, but I did have a, you know, Buffalo has a good roster. They have a young quarterback. I knew if I didn't get a, a job, I was in a good situation. But this was a job I wanted. As soon as I, after that first interview in the Zoom, you know, I called my wife and said, that's a job I want. I want to go get that job. It's right for us. I think a big thing with that is he, I, who did he talk to? Bill Parcells? Was it Bill Parcells that he talked to, you know, about the job? He already spoke to him and he said, this is going to be your favorite job or, or something along those lines. Uh, I wish I had the quote in front of me. I just thought that was a great little moment, a little tidbit that he had in there. And he said he, you know, he loves Bill Parcells' coaching style. He mentioned him as a guy that he looked up to and looks up to still uh, to this day as someone that I want to be like that guy. I want to do as well as he's doing. He also addressed scouting because that's a big part of what he did with the Buffalo Bills. He was known to be that very good scouter, but, you know, he said, that you know, being like a scouting expert isn't all we're doing here, because we have a team of players that you know are very good. And because someone asked, is this like a full rebuild? And he said, we still have a list of players here, but you got to do well in the draft. And and I I tend to agree with him there. I, I think that this team with the weapons that they have, Alex, we mentioned it time and time again, with the right head coach, with the right offensive coordinator, the team that this Giants, you know, that the Giants. This Giants team last season could have been a playoff team if coached correctly. That's the key words. If coached correctly, they weren't coached correctly, they didn't succeed. Not saying it's all the coach's fault, but I think we did have a playoff roster. That's why we were predicting the 9-10 win season, the playoff season in the preseason heading into twenty twenty one, uh, the 2021 NFL regular season. That's why we were doing that because we knew, yeah, this roster is filled with a lot of talent. And after the season, it's like, wow, this is not good. So we're rebuilding and Shane's a step of the way there. And I think he addressed that well uh, by talking about it. He also said that one game that stood out to him when watching film about uh, the New York Giants, the Saints game. He said that one really stood out to him, which I mean, yeah, that was probably our biggest win of the season. Uh, going into overtime in there in, in um in New Orleans, so that's just interesting that that's the one that stood out to him because that was early in the regular season and you know kind of for not forgot about that game but that you know that's far in my memory now it's been a few months right we're almost in February so funny that he brought that one up but I do I do agree we had that Daniel Jones long ball if you remember correctly to John Ross that was a one deep ball I saw all season from Jones that's a one thing you can use in a highlight reel. So th- that's something that stood out to me. Yeah, for sure. I want to go through some of the, the quotes about what we have here. 
uh, or not quotes, some of them quotes, just some of them updates here. Like Josh mentioned before, Jones was actually present at the press conference. Uh, him, Logan Ryan, Blake Martinez, Sterling Shepard, and Cam Brown uh, were in attendance for the GM's press conference, the new GM, Joe Shane. Is that something a bit interesting? I guess I'm not sure if that's normal or not, to be honest, but I mean, whatever. It seems fine. Uh, Pat Leonard reported on that. And um, the big headline. Yeah, go ahead. Do you have something? Um, but yeah, he, he said the only one that he mentioned by name, though, which is interesting, was Daniel Jones, I guess, because he was just specifically asked about Jones and he probably didn't want to address players. Into, he mentioned Saquon after, not during the press conference, but like when they were the media was just asking him questions after he mentioned Saquon. Right. And he said that Saquon is going to be our future kind of like he's did, he did Jones. He alluded to it, right? He doesn't want to say it specifically because he doesn't know the specific plans. He hasn't brought in coaches yet. But it seems like Saquon and Daniel Jones will be sticking around from Mara and from what um, what Joe uh, Shane said. And it, he did say, though, like, I've met Daniel and I've seen him around the building the first few days that I've been here. Yeah. And the quote that really took all the headlines, at least from Joe Shane, uh, Mara had a couple towards the end, as usually likes to steal the thunder, uh, steal that medium Pepsi. When the new, st- uh, not that one, sorry. When- oh, yeah, here we go. When the new staff gets in here, I was, I, there's so many quotes, it's just hard to figure out which one's right. When the new staff gets in here, we'll build an offense around Daniel to accentuate what he does best, which makes it seem like they're trying to build around Daniel Jones. Some people are outraged. Some people are you know, okay with it, like me, probably like Josh. Some people are excited, those Danny Dimes lovers. And then, of course, you got the Danny Dimes haters crying right now. Uh, so it's a mixed bag, but that was kind of like the big quote of the day. And if that's the big quote, then, you know, it was like a mellow press conference, I think. And you, and Alex, I feel like that's what you want though. That's what I'm saying when I'm, I'm I'm saying, I mean, controversy. no, it was kind of boring. You don't need, we're going to punch you in the mouth for 60 minutes because then in two years, when you don't do that, that's going to be a problem. So Shane didn't go up there and be like, guys, uh, in three years, we're going to be Super Bowl champions. Okay. Uh, no, he didn't do that. He addressed the problems. He mentioned the problems, which is good, right? Because this team needs to do that. Even John Mara, with like you said, he had a few bomb uh, little quotes at the, uh, you know, when press uh, members came up to him, media members came up to him. One of them was, "Listen, we put Daniel Jones in all the wrong situations." They, he, he basically admitted, yeah, you know, whether it's multiple offensive coordinators, multiple head coaches, we, we've not set up Daniel Jones for success. Thank you. That's one step in the way to getting Daniel Jones in the right situation. Can we do that? You know, I, it might have taken four years, but have we done it? Finally, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I think it's good, though, that Mara is actually admitting it, though. What isn't good is that Joe Shane is still mentioning the Maras in his decision making for coaches. I think he talked about how Chris Mara when, when they were looking at coaches, he's like, oh, we got to decide with him. No, don't be involved, Maras. Stay out of this. Let Shane decide. You said, John Mara said, in his press conference before hiring a GM, right? He said, we're going to let the GM decide who the coach is. Then let the GM decide who the coach is. Don't be in on the decision. I get you're in the interviews. That's fine. You can have it. You can talk about it with him, but just don't be in the final decision at the end of things when all these interviews are done. Yeah, and Mara on Daniel Jones says, we do feel Daniel can play. We've done everything possible to screw this kid up. 
the first part of solving a problem is to admit what went wrong. And I guess that's good. But like you said, it is a bit concerning that the Maras are still involved, that the Tish or Steve Tish is still involved. I was about to say the Tish is the singular Tish uh, that's involved. Not that he's really involved. Um, <laughs> but it's certainly concerning uh, that they still have so much say in the, you know, obviously John Mara's the owner, but Chris Mara, I know some people bro, uh, blow the Chris Mara stuff out of proportion. I think it's okay. I Like, it's his brother. You're not getting rid of him. Like, I've just come to accept it. Some people are like, you know, Chris Mara out. Like, it's not going to happen. Just calm down, everyone. No. Joe Shane's not going to fire Chris Mara because then he's going to lose his job. So it, it's just not going to happen. I'm kind of giving up on that, right? Like, you know, he's here to stay. We We have to work around it. That's what I'm, and right, and if we're going to work around it, just don't have Chris Mara making all the decisions, like John Mara, have them not making decisions. Alex, you mentioned how some people were upset about Daniel Jones, uh, you know, being in their quote-unquote future plans in New York Giants. Well, there was there was a quarterback specifically that Giants fans were like, ooh, maybe we can get this guy in the offseason. Maybe we can trade for him. Well, John Mara shut those rumors down real quick. And I'm talking about Deshaun Watson. Uh, the quarterback for the Houston Texans that hasn't been playing due to the uh, what, sexual assault allegations, I believe they are. And so will he ever play for a team in the NFL again? That's a question. But, you know, will he play for the New York Giants? That was also a question until a few hours ago. Alex, you have the clip. I know there's a lot of decisions to be made at quarterback. Would you, could, could you rule in or rule out potentially trading for Deshaun Watson given the sexual assault allegations? We're, we're, not, we're not trading for Deshaun Watson. John, Why not? Last Why not? one. Why not, John? Sorry, I just, I mean, everyone wants to follow up. Sorry, John. Yeah, There's uh, there's so many reasons why we wouldn't do that. I mean, cap-wise, we couldn't afford it. But more importantly, uh, with the allegations that that are out there right now, that's just not the right fit for us. Look at the guy behind him. He just looks confused. He's just, he's not, he's not in the right place. (laughs) I don't know if Mara had trouble standing. He seemed a little pacey there. Uh, he was like kind of pacing up and down, you know, wobbling. Like, yeah, he's getting old. Come, don't be mean. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> being mean. I I just thought he looked a little bit uncomfortable. Let's run through these other bullet points regarding Joe Shane Alex. He said he's a true believer in giving an opportunity to everyone on the current Giants staff. He said there's a lot of good people in the building. He's also looking forward to working with. Ev- and he's also looking forward to working with. And then new sentence: Everyone will be evaluated. He also said the Giants salary cap situation, which Alex, you can have a say in this. I know you're a big salary cap guy, is a concern and it's real. Said he and Kevil and can't read quotes. Kevil Abrams said he Kevil said he and Kevin Abrams will sit down and talk about it soon. Alex, what it, do you like that finally we have a GM that's addressing the cap situation and not just throwing money out there and signing free agents? I, I'm sure you definitely like I, that. I wouldn't just say that, but it, it, it does confirm this quote that Kevin Abrams is most likely staying. So any Giants fans that wanted him gone, he's probably staying. Uh, so you can confirm that. But yeah, I mean, he, he said we're going to have to make tough decisions multiple times throughout their press conference. We don't have the quote, but uh, he, you know, he mentioned multiple times we're going to have to make tough decisions about who to get rid of uh, and who to keep. And, uh, you know, he, he knows that and he, he, he stressed that multiple times. So hopefully he clears it up. And in 2023, we're uh, much more open. Yeah. And so we, with, with that, you can go to the next one. He said all of the head coaching candidates bring a different skill set. And that was from the, what I mentioned earlier, the Brian Dable question. Someone asked him specifically about what traits does I think Dable have. 
So he went and just said, every every coach that we're interviewing has a skill set. And it's true. There's pretty good coaching candidates in there, Alex. There's not, There's no one that's like not qualified for the job. And if you want to know more about those coaching candidates, we have profile videos about each head coach candidate all on our YouTube channel right now. Everyone that has been interviewed for the New York Giants, and I think we're going to still have more as they interview more people uh, coming out soon. So, you know, that, that's that's a big thing. So far, we've had Dan Quinn, Lou Anarumo, Leslie Frazier, and Brian Dable all on the YouTube channel. So please go check that out, the Giant Take Podcast on YouTube. Uh, so again, coming from Shane, if they have previous head coaching experience, fine. If they don't, that's fine too. Whatever is best for the team. Um, and then he also said, quote, I believe in drafting, developing, and retaining our own. So again, a guy that really likes scouting players, I'm sure he's already doing some draft prep. He also has free agency to worry about. That's coming first. He even admitted, he said, I got to do more research about this free agency, you know, about what we're going to look for in free agents that we'll bring into the team. He wasn't shy about addressing that. He hasn't done that much research in it yet. So I think that's good too. He's being honest. He's not going out there and be like, yeah, I know all the guys that are on the list. No, he's letting you know he hasn't done that much research, but I'm sure he'll get around to it. So that, I think that's everything we got on the uh, Joe Shane press conference. And we'll leave it with, I'm going to leave it with my final thoughts on the press conference. Again, it was mellow. It was good. He looks very professional. He looks like he knows what he's doing. And right now, I sit happy with him in the GM role. There is there, there is no other guy that I want in the GM role right now. I thought he was one of the top candidates. And he was the one who made it out. You know, I know we liked Peters. I know we liked Poles, who's already ended up with the Bears now. Ryan Poles is now the GM of the Bears. So it is what it is. That my final thought is I'm happy that he's our GM. Okay. I'll leave it as simple as that. I think there's positives to look at. I think he seems like a good candidate. And really, we'll see this offseason, at least in the beginning, what he does, what his decisions are he's going to make. That'll give us a sense. And really, we'll see in the next couple of seasons what the results on the field are. And that'll really tell us what his success, uh, whether or not he's going to be a successful GM or not. Are we going to see progression or are we not? Um, and that's going to be the main thing. And is this team going to start winning games again? Because that's ultimately what he's going to be judged on. And I think specifically the draft, because that's his strong suit. That's what he was doing when he was the assistant GM, right, of the Buffalo Bills. I mean, everything, right? Because he's the GM now. He's the top dog. He's responsible. I know, but I'm... What I'm saying specifically the draft, because that is his strong suit. So I think what we have to look for, and especially because that's what we're going to be building, and I think the draft is going to be really where we're looking at him, Alex. Because free agency, we don't have any money. Not any money, but we don't have this a lot season, of money. So right, not- but next season we'll have a ton of money. So we, we will have to judge him next season in free agency. I don't really want to get into an argument about this right now, but what I'm saying is right now, this offseason, we don't have money to spend in the free agency window. So... That's not something to look out for, in my opinion, from Joe Shane. I think it's a draft because we have two first-round picks, two, like two separated from each other, two picks separated from each other, five and seven, very early first-round picks. And we have a, a good amount of picks overall in the draft. And when he was with the Bills, that was what he was known for, his very good scouting of players and development. That is what I am looking forward to. And that is where I'm going to leave it. We can go into the head coaching candidates. Last time we spoke to you was on Saturday when 
uh, coach, coach, G, uh, GM Joe Shane uh, was hired, right? I think that was like the reaction to the hire episode. And I think by then we knew that Brian Dable was ready to come in for an interview. So since that point, there's been a lot of progression in this head coaching search. Uh, Brian Dable completed that first interview and has come in already for a second interview. Apparently both did go very well. Uh, the next one up, I believe, was Leslie Frazier, the next um, head coaching candidate that was second on the list. So the two Bills guys uh, and the only two coaches so far with second interviews, which is interesting. So Leslie Frazier, if you don't know, is the Bills defensive coordinator, Brian Dable, the Bills offensive coordinator. And if Brian Dable's, uh, you know, if Brian Dable, nothing to him stands out to you, well, how about you go back and watch the wild card game against the New England Patriots where the Bills almost put up 50 points and the divisional matchup, Bills versus Chiefs, where yes, they might have not come out on top, but that game was an absolute shootout and Dable calls the plays. So just think about that. Uh, when it comes to Leslie Frazier, the Bills have had a very good uh, season defensively. They were one of the top defenses in the NFL, if not the best. So... The, those guys, two very good candidates, and knows Shane. Uh, that's why they, you know, were brought in probably twice. Uh, Shane prefers Dable. Mara prefers Flores. Uh, is I guess what Alex you had down here. It's just certain reports have come out and said that whether or not that's true, we don't know. It would make sense that uh, Shane prefers Dable. Mara preferring Flores is kind of an interesting one because you think Mara would want someone who's a bit less. Uh, I don't, I don't even know what the right word is. It less controlling over everything, but maybe he wants to take a step back, and that would make sense. Um, but yeah, Brian Dable. What Brian Dable? Dable. Dable. Say the last Dable, name. Dable. 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 Dable gotcha. sounds a bit better, though. I don't know. It, but it's not the way you pronounce his last name, whether it sounds better or not. <laughs> all right, all right, fine. Dable. Dable. If I pronounce your name Alex, would you like that better than Alex? That's true. Dable. All right. I'm going to start calling you Alex for now on. Uh, so Dable, the likely choice, um, and the decision is expected to be made by Saturday morning. Where is that report coming out? Well, see, Josh, I have my sources here. I'm inside the Giants organization. But um, in the kind of like post-press conference circle where all the reporters cra- uh, uh, kind of crash next to Joe Shane, um, he mentioned that they had the last interview on Friday, and if they uh, like any of the candidates, they will most likely pull the trigger on Saturday morning. That is according to the word. That is from the horse's mouth. Okay. What? Let, let, no, no, <laughs> no. Uh, Alex, I'm just gonna go to the, uh, the the next things we got here. The the interviews in full. So I'll go from last Friday. It was Dable's first interview, which was virtually. Then Saturday was Leslie Frazier's first interview virtually. Monday, Dan Quinn. Um, he only had one interview, which was in person on, on Monday. You, for, Tuesday you forgot Bar- someone. You went right over Sunday. Lou oh my Anarumo. God. I'm awful. Lou Anarumo. Anarumo. The, Sorry. Oh, I think you said it right. I, I said know. Anarumo. The, uh, well, whatever. I mean, come on. We, we already knew that you can't get the, these That's last true. names correctly, so it's fine. The uh, He's the Bengals defensive coordinator. Um, so he came in with his first, uh, for his first interview that was virtually done Tuesday, Brian Dable for a second interview in person, Pat Graham on Wednesday, obviously in person, right? He lives in Jersey. We, we assume, or New York, wherever in the area close to uh, MetLife stadium. So he had his first interview in person and again, good for, for Graham, uh, to be able to, 
to get, uh, uh, you know, at least interviewed for this head coach position. We also know that he was offered or he was requested for an interview by the Steelers, Steelers for for their defensive coordinator role. So same role. It still has not been offered a head coaching position or at least an interview for one uh, besides the Giants. The, the Steelers job is an upgrade on the Giants job, though. It's being the yeah, Steelers better DC's team, better, better defense. Giants, yeah. Who wouldn't want to be TJ Watts defensive coordinator? That's true. Who wouldn't want? Yeah. Like you think Patrick Graham's like, oh yeah, Leonard Williams. I want to have him on my list higher than oh, yeah. TJ Watt. No, I mean. Take crowd as Dave Gettleman said, sorry. I, I can't believe I'm mentioning him in this episode. But Take Crawford. Oh, no. Take, he said team. take Crawford. But then when he said it another yeah. time, he's like, take Crowder. Like he's yeah. clam chowder. <laughs> Thursday, Brian Flores. Uh, his first interview is in person. And then Friday, Leslie Frazier has his second interview. And that's in person. So they're just flying everyone out here. John Mars is spending that cash on these private flights. No, I'm well, I don't not know. really. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, what a great transition by me, not even intentional, uh, to what's going all over social media, apparently. To Alex, this is news to me that when flying out to New York, Joe Shane traveled last row middle seat to New Jersey from Buffalo. And I assume that's a big deal because it's like, oh, wow, he's really. Being a man of the people. Well, also, I, I like, you think Mero would be like, you know, I'm rich. I could get a private oh, jet. Oh, so we're doing... And, okay. or, or have him fly first class or business class or literally any seat besides the last row next to the bathrooms in the middle seat squished between two other random individuals. You'd think, you know, that that's something I do. That's not something that Joe Shane, the established GM of the New York... Well, not established yet, but the very high-level GM of the New York Giants would do who's getting paid millions of dollars a year. Well, who knows? Maybe he was offered the flight, a better seat. Mara actually came out and said this. It wasn't even Shane who who said this. Mara came out and said we had to get him out quickly. There was no other uh, uh, there was no other room on the plane. That's what he said. But couldn't you just get him a private jet? Like you have a private jet. You own a private jet. And you know what's interesting, Alex, is that today the Giants specifically had a picture taken in front of a private private jet where Shane's family came out of. So obviously that was meant to show publicly that they were on the jet from Buffalo to The question is, did they get free medium Pepsis on board? Yes or no? Oh my God. I I just think that's interesting. That's going to be a joke forever. Yeah, seriously. For for you. I've moved on. You're still on. Um, Obviously that was like a, I guess, publicity stunt. I don't know if that's the right wording, but... They knew what they were doing, right? I mean, they even had the branding in there of United in the in the picture. So that that is interesting now that I think about it, um, you know, in, in the way that we're talking about it. So again, all those coaches' draft profiles on them can be found in our on our YouTube channel, The Giant Take uh, on YouTube. Let's go to some NFL news. So I mentioned a little earlier, the Bears hire Chiefs Ryan Poles. To be the GM. He was the player personnel guy or the VP of player personnel uh, for for the Kansas City Chiefs, I want to say. I'm not 100% sure on that. And we also have Sean Payton. I don't think he's retiring, Alex. He's stepping away. He's not coaching next year, at least. We know. Right. So he's taking a year off. Then he'll go to Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Sit next to Drew Brees on NBC. That's so that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, what if Breeze and him combine and they just do like a like a Manning cast and they're they try to compete with like the Manning cast and they have it on, you know, not to 
I should really say this idea. I don't know what I'm doing right now, but NBC, you know how they have Peacock, right, Alex? Wow. So they do like a Manning cast, but it's like a Saints cast. Or it's like, like, like everyone it's would like, like coach it. and QB together. Like a Exactly. Wow. And it's, and that's it's, a great idea. Like a, like a Manning cast, and it's Sean Payton and Drew Brees, and they're they're available and they do on the Peacock Sunday night the football main... games, and they do the Sunday night football games in alternate commentary. Yeah, they're on the Peacock, right? So you have to go to the other platform to watch it, and then the NBC is the main broadcast. Yeah. I should just really get paid. You, for I this mean, idea. you really I should. should. NBC, what are you doing? <laughs> I well, like I just gave them the best idea ever, but yeah. So if so they, if in... they end up doing that, we need a cut. Okay, to sue. We, we're gonna sue. The giant take well, claims copyright over that idea. I don't know if that's how it works, but. Well, think about it, Alex. If they do that. Here, wait, mute yourself. Or never mind. It's fine. I- I'm just thinking it like audio, but you can cut it out anyway. Um, <laughs> let's just think about this, right? We have the recording date of when I said it. And we have the release date of whenever they did it. So. Exactly. I mean, fit it in. But like in all in all seriousness, um, Peyton is going to be stepping away from the Saints for another year. We'll see if he coaches again. I do think I do think broadcasting could be in his future though, uh, and and Fox apparently is going after him to replace Troy Aikman, which is interesting. Where's so Troy Aikman that. going? Maybe he's going to Amazon. Really, he's going to Jeff Bezos. <laughs> it's always the Cowboys, I man. I don't know. I don't know. Let's go to the NFL, Alex, because. What a wild divisional round that we had. Unbelievable. Start out with all of the games being game winning, uh, game winning plays, right? On one play. Bengals, Titans, the most overrated team in football moves on again. Conference championship, Alex? Oh, I thought they were the most overrated team in football. I don't know how they can make it that far. You can't Please stay explain. rooting for the Bengals anymore after what Eli Apple came out and said about how he hates the Giants and he does isn't sure which which is worse, the Saints or the Giants. I don't give a damn about Eli Apple. Good thing you mentioned that because I, w- I would have completely forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I almost Apple. forgot about it too. Oh my God, man is so stupid. There, There's something wrong with that <laughs> guy. There's something. He went on a Twitter rant Did saying, you see- oh, I'm off. Did you see Sean Payton roasted him? Really? What did he say? He said basically Sean Payton was saying like, you know, I'm rooting for these guys because uh, Von Bell and Trey Hendrickson, who are on the Bengals, who used to be on the Saints. And he's saying, you know, I'm rooting for these guys. I always vouch for my former players. And he's like Eli a little bit, like Eli Apple a little bit. And it was hilarious. Uh, yeah, it was funny. So he's he's getting hated on by everyone. Yeah, it's <laughs> – I mean – He's he's got a little bit of a problem. I didn't even know he was on the Bengals roster until he made that interception. So good for you, Eli Apple. Whatever the hell you. It wasn't want to even do. an interception. It was a pass deflection. I thought. No, I think he got an interception. I'm almost positive it was a pass. Whatever, it's fine. He's been irrelevant for about five years, and he made one play. So. <laughs> oh, maybe you're right. Okay, whatever. Then on the then on the uh, the next game we have going in order the Rams against the Buccaneers. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers almost making a comeback. Now we have Tom Brady saying. No, I, I didn't even go in order correctly. That was Sunday's game, but we don't. We don't even have Tom Brady. Now we have Tom Brady coming out and being like, "Oh, you know, maybe I'll retire. I'm not going to give any word out." It's been the past five years like that, Tom Brady. I mean, come on, man. Just he's coming back. Maybe it's not on the no, books, but he's coming back. No way he's retiring. No and way. you could clip this. No you way. You can clip us saying that. No way. No way he's retiring. He's Gronk playing till two. he's fifty. Gronk too. Oh yeah, it's up in the air. They they have a gig going. They're definitely both talking to each other 
uh, you know, texting being like, ha, oh, let's fake everyone out. Some people are saying he might go back to New England. I heard a couple of people say that. And I was like, damn, that okay. makes a bit of sense. It makes a bit of sense. But I don't know. We'll see. I don't trust your Twitter feed, Alex. My Twitter feed's <laughs> messed up, I will admit. 49ers beat the Packers. Uh, all special teams there. Joe Judge Joe will Judge to be involved in that game. Jimmy Garoppolo does not look like a good quarterback. I mean, I don't know who you want more, Daniel Jones or Jimmy Garoppolo as your QB. Because those are two not-so-good quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, he said he's going to make his decision before free agency. Where is he going to go? Who knows? And then finally, the Chiefs-Bills game. Best game I've ever watched in the playoffs. I'm sorry. I was not old enough. I wasn't old enough to remember the Giants games, Alex. So if I was old enough, I would be like, no way this beats 2011 or 2007 Super Bowl, but I don't remember them. So this was the best playoff game, if not best game I've ever watched. Unbelievable. How do you get a field goal with 13 seconds left? You drive down the field. Just because that, was that crazy. Leslie Fla- uh, Frazier cannot be head coach. He cannot be. <laughs> Um, that better be a joke because his defense was really good. This no, season. no, I, I, I agree, but you can't let that happen, but I'm, I'm no. conflicted. But that's also Patrick Mahomes though. I can't just blame that on the Bills defense. Patrick Mahomes is like basically unstoppable. You have Gabriel Davis, uh, having 200 yards and four touchdowns, putting a chief's defender on the ground, literally, uh, <laughs> speechless. What else is speechless is this overtime rule, these overtime rules that they still haven't changed being the NFL. Still, have both teams get it. You know, if one team scores a touchdown, have the other team try and drive down the field. Even if you want to do the stupid rule during the regular season, fine. But I don't think a playoff game should be determined that way. I don't. Yeah, I agree. I I think they're going to have to change that. I don't know if they will. Probably not. But uh, yeah, I'd agree with you. Roger Goodell will keep the cash in his pockets. Let's go to the NFL picks for this conference championship weekend. I, I, I honestly, I have to do it. I'm sorry. I'm going to do the first game. I don't. There's no I way. I do not care. Oh, there's no way. But I don't care. <laughs> Cheats Bengals. And you could tell by what Alex's reaction is. The most overrated team in the NFL. Well, They're they made it this far. 50. They made it this far. I have. The Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals winning this game. Not I I it's just to prove Alex wrong if they do in fact win. That's really it. I think the Chiefs are the better squad. I can very much see them winning. Let's go, Bengals. Alex, you have the second game. Not even gonna comment. Um Rams 49ers. I think this is gonna be a good game. I think the Chiefs Bengals will be a blowout game, so it won't be as good. But, you know, hopefully I'm wrong, just not wrong enough that the Bengals. Well, I kind of hope the Bengals. It's all conflict. I don't know what to say with that. Rams 49ers, we both have the Rams. Matthew Stafford came up in the clutch when he needed to, uh, despite giving up 24. Well, not him, but the defense giving up 24 points straight to Tom Brady, almost making the 27 to 3 comeback uh, that time possible. But we both have the Rams. Because I don't think the 49ers are going to be able to get bailed out again by their special teams. And this Rams team just looks really good. And that defensive front's just scary with uh, Floyd, Miller, and Donald. Those three, like, you you don't even need to send four-man rush. Those three are good enough. And listen, I could see the 49ers, you know, maybe have a chance in the first quarter. Their defense, they deserve credit. They had the Packers only scoring 10 points. That also goes to the you know the Packers. They need a 
They've needed another weapon since Devontae Adams for at least two seasons now. But I, I can't I think I think the Rams have just too many weapons. So I, I think the, the the Steelers are just gonna get outplayed on offense, unfortunately. And Jimmy Garoppolo, you can't just rely on a running back. You need a good quarterback too. That what that's what wins you Super Bowls. Jimmy Garoppolo, unfortunately, is not that guy. So Can I make a TikTok reference or no? He's not that guy, pal. Yeah. Well, not as funny now, but sorry. Yeah. Well, would have been funny. Like when did that video come out? Eight months ago. Let's get in some plugs uh, before we finish this one up. You can go follow us on Twitter and TikTok, like Alex was mentioning, funny enough, uh, at the Giant Take Pod, Instagram and Facebook at the Giant Take Podcast. Alex is on Twitter at Inorian23. I am on Twitter at JoshSholo29. All the places where you can listen. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify are the main two. There's a bunch of other places that we're on as well. Shipitstudios.com slash giant take. On there, you can find out all the places where you can listen and watch. Where can you watch? Well, the giant take on YouTube, that's where you can watch, where we have absolutely so much content, daily content all the time, uh, especially recently. We've been uploading at least like five episodes a week for the past few weeks, Alex, so... Yeah, a, a bunch of videos, not episodes. Well, videos and wh- whatever you want to characterize. Clips from episodes, yeah, sure. Exactly. Uh, so again, thank you so much for listening to this episode from me. I felt like I had something else to say, uh, plug wise, but I don't. I don't think so. I think I got it all out there. So Alex, wrap this one up. Thank you everyone for uh, coming and viewing or listening to today's podcast. Listening, uh, most likely on the whole episode. And uh, we'll see everyone next time, most likely with our new head coach. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.